For the past five decades, you know him from countless television shows and movies like She-Devil, Best in Show, and The Mighty Wind, and from the classic television drama St. Elsewhere. And throughout his amazing career, he's been showing all of us that it's easy being green. Who is he? He's coming up on Up Next. Hey everyone, it's John Contratti and welcome to another episode of Up Next. My guest today is an Emmy and Golden Globe nominated actor who's appeared in hundreds of TV shows and films. We probably best know him from one of my favorite shows of the past, St. Elsewhere, which was on for six seasons. But we also know him as one of the most eco-friendly guys out there. Welcome, Ed Bakley Jr. Thank you, John. It's good to be with you. I'm glad to have you here. So, Ed, you grew up in California, correct? I was born in the L.A. area at Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital, but my dad did a lot of theater at the time. So for grade school, he parked us out in Long Island. He had a little home in Merrick, Long Island, and uh, I went to grade school there. But I was born in L.A. and then returned there for high school. So it's been most of my life in the San Fernando Valley here. Merrick, Long Island, about 15 minutes away from where I'm sitting right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a good place to grow up, a beautiful little town, Merrick. I, I love it a lot there. My parents were huge fans of your dad, um, Oscar winner, Ed Begley. Um, so they were, uh, I'm looking over your shoulder. I'm sorry, I see an Oscar. So I'm guessing that's dad's Oscar behind My dad's you. Oscar is correct, my friend. You knew acting would be your path? I'm convinced if my dad had been a plumber, I'd be fitting a pipe now. I just wanted to do what he did, you know. He was a wonderful actor, a great father. And so he, you know, his occupation was acting. And so I, I just wanted to do whatever he did, I think. My parents, like I said, were big fans. So I first knew of your work when my parents would take me to the movies and we'd go see Charlie and the Angel and Super Dad. It was great old- Disney movies with Kurt Russell, yeah. Right. And then you did two earlier ones. Um, now you see them, now you don't. And the computer wore tennis shoes. Very good. You know your stuff. I'm impressed. So four movies with Kurt Russell. Did you stay in touch with him over the years? I mean, you have to see him some, being I with him. I do see him often. Not not as often as I'd like. We run into each other at different events. I did a movie with his wonderful wife, Goldie Hawn. And so uh, I know both of them for quite a few years. Kurt, very lo- a very long time. My first movie movie was... The computer wore tennis shoes in 1968. I think I did that. And was, you know, so excited to be on the Disney lot there. And, uh, you know, and Kurt has been a part of my life since, you know, the mid sixties. And that Goldie Hawn movie was protocol. Yes. A great time on that movie, a fun time and a lovely movie. So you started out doing small parts just the other morning. You were on My Three Sons. Anyone who's got the old TV stations, MeTV, Antenna TV, we see a lot of you on some of these old TV shows. Yes, definitely. That was my very first day as a SAG actor, a Screen Actors Guild professional actor on My Three Sons. I went and auditioned for a part and I got it. And I had a paper route at the time and I was so excited to work as an actor. I left my makeup on hoping somebody would notice it and go, hey, is that makeup? Are you an actor? You know, I wanted to be recognized right away. I thought that's a big part of it. And your dad appeared on My Three Sons, didn't he? He did. I think he was a painter or something. Okay. So you're doing all these TV series, um, Laverne Shirley, Happy Days, Charlie's Angels, and you're also doing movies at the same time. I remember seeing my one and only with you and Henry Winkler on the big screen. Henry Winkler. Another great guy. My dear friend. I've known him for quite a few years. I worked on Happy Days 
that first season that it was a single camera show. And so a uh, big fan of Henry's. He came to see my nightclub act back in the 70s. Very nice fellow. I was I did stand up for a while and Henry was kind enough to come and find something to posit- positive to say about my crazy act. I was a prop comic and was quite mad, but I had fun. He's a great guy. I've known him for about 20 years. He's, he's a great man. Oh, great. Yeah, he's a good good man for sure. And Stacy's wife is lovely. So you get St. Elsewhere, and that's a show that goes for six seasons. Is it much better when you go to one show every day to work than going week to week to different ones? Definitely. St. Elsewhere was the best job I'd ever had at that point. You know, I'd been in other fine productions, fine movies like The In-Laws with Peter Falk and Alan Arkin, Going South with Jack Nicholson, you know, Blue Collar with Richard Pryor, Harvey Keitel, and Yapa Kota. So I'd done some nice stuff, but as far as a regular job, Great writing on that show, Tom Fontana, great, great writers that we had, great directors, great actors. It was a joyous occasion to go to work every single day of the six years. Yeah, the other going through the channels the other day, there you were again, uh, She Devil, they were playing with you in Meryl Streep. So I, I left it on for a little bit and watched it. Talk about a high point. That was uh, to work with the great Meryl Streep. I was a huge fan and remain so to this day to be in a movie with her and act with her every day. Pretty exciting. So while you're working and acting, your passion for environmental issues was a big part of your life. So it goes back to what, early 70s? 1970, the first Earth Day. I took part in that. And I started recycling and composting. And I always rode my bike, but I rode it even more. I always took public transportation, but I did it even more so. So uh, I even bought a 1970 electric car. I looked in the yellow pages. For the young people out there, there's a book that had phone numbers in it of different kinds of businesses, like a plumber or you know, someone who did carpentry. And I looked in that book called The Yellow Pages and found somebody that sold electric cars. He sold them exclusively to people over 60 or so who were in retirement communities so they could ride these little golf carty kind of things around. Let me be clear, it wasn't anything like a Tesla or even really a car. It was a cart with a T on the end, like a golf cart, but it had you know California license plate and had... As I said, a windshield wiper and a horn and turn signal. So it was a legal vehicle, but you didn't want to go on a freeway with it. That's for sure. Do you remember the first place you took it? It was just around the neighborhood? Yes, I took it around the neighborhood. And very soon thereafter, I took Cindy Williams on a date. The actress who would later be on Laverne and Shirley. And also in Travels with My Aunt in uh, The Conversation, Francis Ford Coppola's movie. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a fine, fine actress. And uh, she was on Room 222, a show that I was on we we met at the Christmas party and I went, wow, one day I'm going to marry that girl. I, I really, I'm going to start by asking her on a date. And I hadn't fully charged the car. The the incline, the hill was too steep to go up and the car was like crawling. There was a kid on, you know, big wheels going past us, I think, on the sidewalk. I was going so slow, a butterfly passed us at some point. And so there wasn't a second date. It was kind of a, a weird car to have in 1970. She loved the environmental nature of it, but it was so slow and unpredictable. I think she uh, thought I was a little crazy and she would have probably been right. Did Cindy get to go into that car? That cart car? Yeah, yeah. I picked her up and took her on a date in the car okay. and uh, she did not give me a second date. We became friends immediately thereafter, but uh, no more dates in the car or out of the car. She, I was pretty crazy back then too. So she, she would just steer clear of me in my 20s. I was wild and crazy. So your awareness came from just like going to an Earth Day presentation or did someone introduce you to this to earth day 
when you first got started with this, like in 1970, no one was really talking about it. Did someone tell you about it? Like, you know, was yeah, your dad? I think it was Bill, Bill Malloy told me about it from Valley College. He knew about such things, kind of progressive causes, things, whatever they called it. Back then, they were having a thing down at Pershing Square, downtown L.A. So I took part and, you know, did everything I could right away because I right away said, hey, it's not just this one day, April 22nd. What are we doing the 23rd and the 24th and the other 364 days of the year? So, you know, that's when I became a vegetarian and started eating baking soda instead of harsh cleansers and vinegar and water instead of ammonia, you know, Windex and stuff. And and uh, I did everything I could, recycled, compost. And composting is hard in an apartment. I took my little electric car with this diaper pail that had like old food scraps in it so it didn't smell or get bugs. And I'd go bury it near the railroad tracks. And then this crazy, miraculous thing happened. Things started to grow, even though I wasn't tending it all. I was just putting it, I wanted to return it to the earth where I thought it belonged, these table scraps. And some tomatoes started to grow. There was enough moisture that time of year or something, or somebody's, you know, lawn sprinkler was overspraying near the railroad tracks. But suddenly tomatoes with no help at all, really, other than putting the compost in there grew. And I went, wow, look at that. That's the cycle of life right there. I want to one day have bigger apartment where I can have a vegetable garden of my own home, God willing. And a few years later in the late seventies, I had that, I had a place where I could grow my own food. I finally bought my own home in 1979. Recycling was difficult back then because nowadays you put out the recycling bin, someone comes and takes it for you. Yeah. In those days you had to drive to San Fernando. That's about 10 or 12 miles from me on my bike or my electric car is quite, you know, it taxed the, the range of the electric car to go 10, 12 miles one way, then you had to get home too. So uh, it was a big commitment. And then when I moved to the other side of the hill, I lived near like Olympic and Fairfax, in the Fairfax district. Then from there, you had to go to the marina to recycle on that side of the hill, you know, the Hollywood, the LA basin side of the hill. Either way, it was a, it was a big commitment to recycle. And they took newspaper, they took like milk jugs, plastic milk containers, and they, it wasn't as much plastic back then. They took glass, green, uh, amber, and white glass in three separate bins. And you just stood there and you kind of tossed the stuff in the different bins and rode your electric car back home wherever you got there. You recycle rainwater, I heard? I do. I've got a 10,000-gallon tank buried underground in the backyard. And that uh, is just for irrigation. In an emergency, you could certainly boil it with my little solar oven and put it through a Brita filter. It would be fine to drink. But you don't want to drink rainwater right off your roof or any other rain catchment thing. It could be squirrels or birds landing in and doing what birds and squirrels do, and you could get very sick. So uh, you got to be careful with rainwater. You can certainly use it for irrigation with no treatment, but if you're going to have an emergency, you think you can drink rainwater, I would suggest uh, boiling it and then filtering it. That'll be just fine. You don't throw much away, including table scraps. All that I save, I've got five different... uh, recycling bins, different stages of production, different stages of decomposition. So I always have some fresh, you know, really good compost, real good fertilizer. One would buy in a bag, you know, for a nice price at the gardening supply. Very hard to do in an apartment. Not everybody has railroad tracks they can drive and, and dump it and not get arrested or fined. You know, that was a different day back in 1970 with me doing that. I was a scofflaw, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, some people can do it. Some people have the room to, you know, grow a little vegetable garden as I do. You know, and how much better than growing a lawn? What can you do with a lawn? I'm not a ruminant. I don't have any ruminants or 
uh, you know, cows or other critters that graze and need a lawn. I, I don't play croquet. So I would much prefer to use that water, that precious rainwater, whatever gray water I have too for the fruit trees. That water comes straight from the tub and the shower and the laundry room. Use that water for something, you know, appropriate. And you can save a lot of water that is coming from the Department of Water and Power, whatever the utility is, that comes to you at great cost. You and your wife, Rochelle, are a team on this. And do you are you both in charge of separate things? Like you're in charge more of the house efficient energy? Because I saw her in an interview on at a Fran Drescher Cancer Smancer um, event. And she was talking about household products and makeup and petroleum products. Yeah, that's her thing. That's her bellywick design, you know, aesthetics. She is in charge of all that. She certainly knows about, you know, personal care items, you know, uh, different makeups and stuff and different, you know, things that you would use in that department. But uh, I know, I know nothing about that. She knows everything about that. I don't, when I'm acting, I use makeup. I certainly don't need another. Well, I could probably use it, but I don't, I don't use it. My age, I figured people want me just the way I am for the most part. Craggy old guy from uh, the 1960s uh, television, but I'm still here and still working and, uh, and we make a good partnership because I handle all the infrastructure, make sure that the solar power is working. She has power to run her her things, her curling irons or whatever she has for, for her purposes. Your home is completely solar powered. I have enough solar if I was a single person, but we have three electric cars being charged here all the time. Sometimes four. My grown daughter comes a lot and charges her electric car. So you can't have enough solar panels. I don't care how big your roof is unless you have like the... LA Convention Center, not quite that big, but like a big Costco store sized roof. If you're charging, you know, three or four vehicles, that's a lot of wattage. You can't do it. But I do buy power every bit as green as my roof power. I buy from the DWP, that's the Department of Water and Power, LA Green Power Program. They buy out in the marketplace new green electrons, if you will, from wind, solar, geothermal. So I'm producing lots of power, most of my power on my roof, whatever power I need for that extra vehicle charging and other things I get from their green power program. That's every bit as green. And it's not, some of these green programs are feel good, but they don't do much. You take title to, I'm buying green power from blah, 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 power company. And they're just taking title to an existing hydro plant in Idaho or something. Where What's changed? Nothing has changed. There's no new green electrons going in the grid. You want to buy your power from, as I do, a group like the Department of Water and Power, a local utility that has a real good green power program that buys new green power out in the market. I was wondering, there's a lot of downtime when you're acting and setting up the next shoot. Have you ever influenced the cast member telling them all, everything that you're doing and now you know all the things that they're doing? Would we know maybe somebody? I'm told that I've that's happened a lot. It's probably a long list of people that have done that. Then also, I'm very proud to say my wonderful neighbors, Masako and uh, and Michael across the street, they just got solar in my old neighborhood. People got solar there. Bill Nye and I were a couple of doors apart. We had a wonderful competition about who had the lowest gas, electricity, and uh, water bills. He beat me a good many times, but only because he was one person then living alone. He's now married, but he was a single guy, and I had three people with blow dryers and curling irons in my place. So Per capita, I did just fine. I'm doing just fine now per capita in my new lead platinum home. So take that, Bill Nye. Have you seen his new show, by the way? It's really wonderful. He has a show on Peacock. 
No, I have not. Disasters, man-made okay. and otherwise, and it's a wonderful, wonderful show. It's pretty cool to live next to uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. It's helpful. Yeah. So for those of us people listening in and they want to start doing this, you can't really just jump into it. I think it's overwhelming. What would you suggest? Where do they begin? Pick the low-hanging fruit first. Do the stuff that's cheap and easy. And then you also get a big bang for the buck on it. You're going to save money if you do the following. Energy-saving light bulbs, energy-saving thermostat, weather stripping, bike riding if weather and fitness permit, public transportation if it's available near you, home gardening, home composting. All those things I just mentioned are not only good for the environment, but they're also really cheap. Do that, you're going to save money. Now you can move up the ladder, maybe one day buy a little solar oven, maybe one day buy, one day buy a rain barrel to put under your downspout if you have have a home, you know, you can put a rain barrel there and collect some rainwater for some home gardening. That's the, that's the key. Don't go broke doing this. I wanted fancy solar panels in 1970, right after the first birthday, but I knew I couldn't afford them. They're hard to find and they were very expensive. So I waited so I could be fiscally responsible and buy them finally in 1980, 15 years after the first birthday, decade and a half, I finally bought solar, not solar electric. It was still difficult, you know, to do back then in 85, but I bought uh, I, I put up solar hot water in my house in 1985, the home I lived in then. And then I also bought an investment in a wind farm. I bought a share in a wind farm. So I was putting out green power in that way by being one of the owners of a small wind farm in uh, the Palm Springs area. So, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to do it in every way I could, but I, I didn't go broke doing it. I did it in a measured, responsible way. And, uh, and I've, it's been very good for my pocketbook. It's been great for my monthly budget because my bills are so low and have been for many years. Yeah, those two TV series on Beckley Street and Living with Ed, sort of like reality of watching everything you're doing. Um, difficult to have people following you around all the time? Oh, uh, they were pretty good about it when we did those shows. We haven't been shooting those shows for quite a few years, but we did uh, Living with Ed when I lived in my old home. I had lived in 26 years, a very modest home, <clears throat> but a home which had no passive solar design and very thin walls and no insulation. It took a lot of doing to make that home greener. And then I moved to this home and uh, we filmed that on Begley Street. And, you know, we did other green shows, streaming shows since. But right now we don't have a, a show that's uh, we're currently in production on. I'm working on Young Sheldon. I just did Better Call Saul. So working on those wonderful TV shows that are not of an environmental nature, but they're wonderful shows. And, uh, and even when we were in heavy production with living with Ed at the old house. We only really worked about three days a week. They'd be shooting the other days with the crew without us at some, you know, water recycling company, what have you, you know, some gray water company or some solar panel production company or somebody that recycles old construction materials from a house. Uh, you know, they, they would go and film there. We didn't need to be there. We do the voiceover later. So it was not a bad schedule. It was, when they were there shooting, it could be maybe a 12-hour day sometimes, but a lot of, you know, four and six-hour days, not too bad. And several days a week, we wouldn't work at all. So reality show is not as grueling as some people say. You have some products out there, even for pets? I do. I've got a pet stand and odor remover. I've got a bunch of green products called Begley's Earth Responsible Products, but you don't need to remember all that. Just go to Amazon and type in Begley Cleaning. It'll come right up. Or, you know, just a Google search, Begley cleaning products, and it'll come right up. And they're very good products. There's lots of other green products out there. I urge you to try one of them. I think ours are the best. 
because they clean very, very good, every bit as good as the, you know, toxic products, you know, the Formula 409 or the, you know, Comet or whatever, you know, is not quite as clean and green. It cleans every bit as good and it, it's very safe for the environment. And you got kids on the floor crawling around their hands and knees, putting their fingers in their mouth. You got pets on the floor crawling around on the floor. You don't want to put something toxic on your floor, or your carpet. So use a non-toxic product. I hope it's mine, but there's lots of good ones out there. And uh, when I was broke, I used vinegar and water and it did a certain level of chore. I used baking soda instead of Comet back then too. Even if you're broke, you can do those things. But if you want more aggressive cleaning, ours does the job, Begley cleaning products and try it. I think you really like it. A friend of mine had your pet shampoo. I think it was a waterless pet shampoo. Right. We have we have a waterless pet shampoo too. It works very well. Uh, you have a website people could look at? Uh, do you have one? Yeah, just go to edbegley.com or Begley Living is another way to get to us. That's, that's a lot of my wife's stuff too, begleyliving.com. But edbegley.com or Begley Living and uh, do a Google search and all those choices will come up. On Amazon, there are two books of yours, uh, Live Like Ed and Guide to Sustainable Living, or two of your books people can get also out there. Thank you for mentioning those, young man. Very nice of you, John. You're very welcome. So um, what could we look forward to? More Young Sheldons and anything else you're working on we could check out? More Young Sheldon. Uh, there's a movie I did I can't talk about right now okay. in any detail, but it's a wonderful movie that I did called Amsterdam. That'll be out, I think, in November with an all-star cast and uh, been very busy. Just did a movie with my friend J.T. Mulner up in Portland called uh, Strange Darling and uh, Barbara Hershey's in that. She's a wonderful lady. I somehow worked with her for the first time recently. Uh, kind of amazing to both of us. We never worked together because we've both been working since the 60s and uh, she's a lovely lady and a fine, fine actor. So had a nice time in Portland doing that. Can you reveal anyone who's in Amsterdam or is that a secret, top secret? That's a non-disclosure agreement that will be binding for a few more weeks until they start to really publicize it. Then I can, I'll check with them. I'm sure I can talk about it, but it's quite a cast. Great. I'm in it. I'm a minor character and I can assure you, but there's some big stars in it and how delightful to work with them all. Okay. So we'll definitely look for Ed in Amsterdam. Ed, an absolute pleasure to have you on. Likewise, John and teaching us and thank you for all you do for the environment wish more people would do that but uh you're the leader when it comes to that very nice to say that john i appreciate it thank you very much thanks for listening everyone i'm john contratti and you've been listening to me and ed bagley jr on an all new episode of up next i hope you enjoyed my conversation with ed bagley jr the holidays are upon us and i have a book out JC in the Kitchen. 80 recipes, chicken, meat, desserts, you name it. So if you're interested, get your copy of JC in the Kitchen at Amplify Publishing or Amazon. Thanks for listening.